0: You're listening to the Weekly Sermon Podcast from Liberty Family Church. For more information about our church, head to the website, libertyfamilychurch.net.au. We've, we've started actually just last week, we started a new series, a new sermon series called Spirit Led. So if you missed last week's message, I encourage you, have a listen to that because that's an important opening to what we're talking about. And this morning, what we're going to do is we're going to continue on the series and focus on some foundational steps, some foundational steps that we all need to take if we want to hear and develop sensitivity to Holy Spirit's voice, okay? So how about we invite him to speak to us now and give us, as scripture says, give us ears to hear what the Lord wants to say to each of us this morning. Let's pray. Holy Spirit, we invite you into this place. We thank you for the way that you have been ministering and moving through this space over the whole morning thus far. We thank you for the way that, as we looked at last week, the, the, the wonderful reality, this profound spiritual truth, that not only do you presence yourself in places like this, but you presence yourself within people who have faith in Jesus. You abide with us and you abide in us. And we just worship you, Holy Spirit. Thank you that that is our reality if we have faith in you. And this morning, God, as we continue our journey, as we continue to to discover how we can be spirit-led followers of Jesus, people who are not just going in their own strength, not just jumping in the boat, so to speak, and grabbing the oars, but allowing you, Holy Spirit, to empower and speak and guide and encourage each and every step of the way. So Holy Spirit, speak to us this morning. Give us ears to hear what you have to say to every single one of us. And may we have a heart of obedience to follow you in your ways moving forward. And we pray this in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. All right, I'll make this perfectly clear. I said it last week and I just want to, I feel led to say it again this morning. Holy Spirit longs to guide and empower people. That's the first one. And he still speaks to people today. Amen? Who believes that today? A couple of us. That's good. What Paul says in Romans 8.14 makes this really clear for me. Paul writes, For all who are led by the Spirit of God are sons of God or daughters but of course he's talking about sons in the term of the the heir in the family the one with the legal privileges the one with all the the inheritance from the father so when he uses that term sons he's talking about any of us being heirs with Christ does that make sense so if you've got faith in Jesus, you are a child of God you've been adopted into his family you're, you're a child of his, and because you're a child of his, you can be led by the Spirit, by Holy Spirit. now here's the really good news and this is good news if this hasn't been our experience as yet. Holy Spirit is actually like someone who wants to guide and train people to You know to develop greater sensitivity to his voice like that's his heart he doesn't want to just see us go through life trying in our own strength and really struggling and and not really feeling that sense of intimacy or or divine leading he wants to train us in how to better position ourselves so we can actually develop those skills develop those spiritual senses so to speak so we can walk with him so what are we're going to start today with just some foundation okay so what are some foundational steps we all need to take if we want to hear and then develop sensitivity to holy spirit's voice if we want to hear from god what are the kind of things that we should first do well today we're going to turn to romans 8 to glean some insights into this and this is a passage that at least in my bible is titled life through the spirit And we'll read from verse 1. The Apostle Paul writes, don't you love this? There is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. For the law of the Spirit of life has set you free in Christ Jesus from the law of sin and death. Praise God. For God has done what the law weakened by the flesh could not do. Just what we were talking about. By sending his own Son in the likeness of sinful flesh and for sin... the Spirit is life because of righteousness. If the Spirit of Him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, He who raised Christ Jesus from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through His Spirit who dwells in you. So then, brothers and sisters, we are debtors, not to the flesh, to live according to the flesh. For if you live according to the flesh, you will die. But heirs of God and fellow heirs with Christ, provided we suffer with him in order that we may also be glorified with him. Now look, you could do a whole sermon series just on that. There's so much, so much in there. But, but do you see this key overarching theme that, that the Apostle Paul is trying to get across to his audience then and he wants to get across to us today? We have a choice. We have a choice. We have a choice in how we choose to live this life. We can either live in accordance with the flesh or we can live in accordance with the Spirit. Yeah? You see that? I'm going to say this straight, but with lots of love, as always. Many of us don't hear from Holy Spirit because we don't side with God. I said it. I went there. Many of us don't hear from God because we don't actually side with God. We live our lives using Paul's language according to our flesh. And this results in, as Paul says in verse 13, what is it resulting? Death. Now, absolutely, Paul here is referencing eternal death. That's what, he, that's what he's talking about. He's talking about eternal separation from God, eternity in hell, eternity removed from the very presence of God if we live this life continually doing whatever we please, unrepentant in our sin, regularly indulging in our flesh, taking God's grace for granted. Really, Paul doesn't mince his words. He says, hey, if you side on that path, that path is only going to lead to death. That's the destination. That's the destination that path will lead to death for us we will die if we walk that road but i believe that the apostle paul's words can also be applied to describe an experience of death in this life too in the sense that the state of our walk with god you know if we side with the flesh and and we continually just give ourselves to our own sinful desires if if we for whatever reason, choose to align ourselves more without making ourselves number one and not following the spirit as number one, the reality is life's a bit of a chore. We might get moments of fleeting exhilaration and, oh, that was amazing, before we then spiral into depression and sorrow. And, you know, uh, chances, chances are, I, I know this from... From my own experience in the past, I know this from chatting with people, that if you side with your own sinful flesh, you have a pretty mediocre faith walk. We'll find pursuing relationship with God, maybe even the experience of relationship with God, to be unfulfilling, to be lackluster, to be mediocre at best. And maybe it might even lead us to think, do we actually love God? Do we actually want to have a relationship with him? Or if it's even worth pursuing A relationship with him now this is heavy i want to be really clear and straight again and i say this in love none of us none of us should expect to hear anything at all from god or expect to have any sense of meaningful relationship with him if we're continually giving ourselves to our fleshly lustful desires yeah it's not easy to hear but but it's true we can't. We can't kind of on the one hand be crying out to God and going, God, I long to hear from you. Speak to me, Holy Spirit. I want nothing more than to be led by you. I want to hear your voice. Would you just break through? Would you, would you, would you intercede for me in this way? And then the rest of the time giving us ourselves to pornography or whatever the device the is. You know, we can't we can't expect that. If we're, if we're loading up on the things of the flesh, then we're going to be able to be receptive and even here and be in a place where we can even, you know, receive from the Lord. Paul makes it clear we've got a choice to make. Either we live according to the Spirit or we live according to the flesh. It's one or the other. They can't coexist. It's like water and oil. You put them together, they don't mix. You know? it's like the two magnets on the train that I was illustrating to the kids talking about um, one of their devotions the other night and the the, the way that they separate. You you can pull them together and try and keep them there, but they eventually separate, don't they? They can't go together. And here's the thing. This is not just a one-time choice that we make in life, is it? This is an ongoing, daily, sometimes even more regular than that choice that you and I need to make in obedience to God amen let me ask you today is this a choice that you're currently making is this a choice that you're currently making which side are you siding with are you giving yourself to Holy Spirit or as you honestly reflect deep in your own heart you know this is you and God I don't need to know or are you actually giving yourself more to the flesh now here's the encouragement in all of this heaviness be encouraged today because if you feel like you're on that wrong path it's not too late to get back on track it's not too late it's never too late return to the right path take an important step even this morning even this morning to align yourself with holy spirit maybe if you're here today you're you're seeking spiritual truth you've been on a journey Maybe you're watching online and, you you know, you're an atheist, you don't even know why you're even watching this YouTube live thing. Um, But for whatever reason, maybe today is that day where you just take a step of faith and you say, you know what, I'm just going to give this a go. I'm going to give this a go. If, If that's you, I encourage you, take that step and align yourself with Holy Spirit. Invite him to guide you. Invite him in through faith in Jesus. Or... If you're a follower of Christ, I encourage you, realign yourself with Holy Spirit if you've walked away. There's no question that ha- taking this step will help us no end in terms of uh, getting from a place, getting to a place where I actually be positioned in such a way that we'll be better able to connect with God and then to hear and better discern Holy Spirit's voice speaking to us. And obviously all of that, will result in a more full and joyous life because we'll have meaningful, rich, fulfilling relationship with our Creator. Amen? Whoo! Okay, that's heavy this morning, isn't it? It was, a, it was a heavy first one. Everyone still with me? All right. We We've started with a heavy one, but it's key. If we want to hear from God, we need to side with God. That's just, that's it. If we, if we fail to take this first step, we'll never hear from God. Okay, here's the second, and it's related to the first. If we want to hear from God, we then need to walk with God. We need to walk with God. Paul makes it clear in Romans eight thirteen to 14, that walking with God involves dealing seriously with our sin. Paul writes... For if you live according to the flesh, you will die. But if by the Spirit you put to death the deeds of the body, you will live. For all who are led by the Spirit of God are sons of God. The, the writer of Hebrews, chapter 12, um, 1 to 2, he likens life to running a race. We're on this race. And he encourages us to do what? To do exactly what paul's saying here to throw off everything to throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles so that we can do what so we can run the race with perseverance the race marked out for us fixing our eyes on jesus the pioneer and perfecter of faith here's the reality if you've placed your faith in jesus christ you are a son of God. You're a child of God. You've been adopted into God's own family. You're a daughter or a son of the living God. Verses 14 to 15 that we read earlier make it perfectly clear. So this is true. This is true. That is your state through faith in Jesus Christ. But but God asks that not only would we recognize we are, but that we would walk as children of God too. Yeah? Yeah? There's one thing going, oh yeah, through faith in Jesus, I'm a child of God. Praise the Lord. But then God's saying, well, that's great, but I want you to walk with me in this too. You've got you to keep in step with me. You've got you to walk with me. It's not just me doing all the work here. You've got some work to do too. Yeah? God asks that each of us would choose to walk as children of God, that we would play a part in throwing o- off the things that so easily uh, entangle, the sin that so easily entangles, and anything that would hinder us from walking with God. That's, that's our part to play in all of this. Maybe you've been here before. I, I know I certainly have. You, you're dealing with something big in life. And you're praying and you're, and you're praying and, and you're longing for God to bring breakthrough, and, and you're kind of pleading with God God, would you, just, would you just come through for me, God? I need you to do this heavy lifting. I need you to do this work. Would you intervene? You're the God of the breakthrough. Bring about breakthrough for me. And don't get me wrong, sometimes He does exactly that, doesn't He? We we're singing about it this morning. There's no wall you can't break down. God is a God who does those sort of things. So many times, God shows his power and mercy and goodness in bringing about miracles in our lives. Totally unexpected, unexplainable things for our good and ultimately for his glory. So people would look at him and not us and go, wow, that God is something. He does that. And here's the thing, and many, many, many times, at least from my experience, God actually brings about miracles in our lives as we align our will with His and partner and work with Him to bring about the change in our lives. Amen. I've shared this illustration before, but I'm going to share it again. I've been having many years in ministry. I can't come up with all new illustrations all the time, can I? Um, relationship of God should be synchronized like that of two pedals when riding a bike, yeah? How do pedals ideally operate? Unless you're an amputee and you've only got one leg, how do they ideally operate? Two legs, on two pedals, in unison, working together, that's it, moving in sync with a certain rhythm, otherwise you don't get anywhere, do you? And really, the same is true for us with holy spirit to get anywhere in life to grow to to mature to become more like jesus that that beautiful road of sanctification becoming more and more like our beautiful savior we need to move and keep in step with holy spirit you know holy spirit always longs to transform us to take us deeper with him but just like it's not going to work too well for us if we're riding a bike and we're going like this you know you might actually be able to do it especially if you've got those little clips and you can kind of you know maybe not so good for the hammies i don't know but we we just can't expect to see lasting change if holy spirit's the only one pedaling. you know Yeah, we'll only do this spiritual journey well and we'll only grow if we partner with Holy Spirit, peddling in sync with him and aligning our will with his will for our life. Does that make sense? If we want to hear from God, if we want to hear from God, we need to walk with God. And walking with God naturally involves putting to death sin. After all, as as Laura shared in communion before, what is the thing that has always separates people from god and still separates people from god to this day sin sin separates people from intimacy with god and while we're positionally made right with god sin has a has a detrimental effect to our our sense of connection with god doesn't it if we just continually walk in in the flesh desiring the sinful nature of our own hearts the, the, the flow and effect is that we don't feel very close with God. And then maybe we start to question, well, maybe I'm too much of a sinner. The Apostle Paul says he was the chief, but I think I am the president of sinners. And maybe that means God doesn't actually want to have too much to do with me. And it's a slippery slope from there, isn't it? We need to, uh, yeah, I'll say this again gently and in love. What misdeeds of the body do you need to put to death in order to walk with God? What habitual sin, what sins are you currently kind of entangled in? And perhaps in what ways are you seeking change and relying on Holy Spirit to bring about breakthrough while actually neglecting to play your part in making change yourself? Whatever it is for you, know this, and this is really important in all of this, I'm being straight, but please hear this in love. And this is the overarching message for all of us in this. There's forgiveness and there's no condemnation in Christ Jesus. Amen? There's forgiveness. Verse 1. Thanks be to God for that truth. That's the reality. And not only that, here's the other good news. Holy Spirit will actually help you to put to death the sin or the sins you're struggling with. That's verse 13. But you, but me. I'm preaching to my own heart today. Absolutely. All of us need to continually join with Holy Spirit in this work. Continually. Every day. Every day. And I encourage you, give yourself to this work, partner with Holy Spirit, and I'm confident. I've experienced this personally. Maybe you have before too. In time, you will not only experience more life and more peace, verse 6 that Paul was writing, but you'll be in a far better position to actually hear from and discern Holy Spirit's voice too. Amen? All right. You're very quiet today. So just to recap, if we want to hear from God, we need to side with God, we need to walk with God, and here's the third, we need to set our minds on God. Paul says in Romans 8, 5 to 7, For those who live according to the flesh set their minds on the things of the flesh, but those who live according to the Spirit set their minds on the things of the Spirit. For to set the mind on the flesh is death, but to set the mind on the Spirit is life and peace for the mind that is set on the flesh is hostile to god for it does not submit to god's law indeed it cannot notice what paul says here those who live in accordance with the spirit set their minds on the things of the spirit what what are the things of the spirit well in a nutshell the things of the spirit because holy spirit is god means the things of god doesn't it you know it's not some crazy you know out there kind of idea it's just the things of the spirit are the things of god the things he prioritizes the things that he values the things that he says are good everything outlined for our good and for our joy in his law now when i say law too i'm not talking just old testament law i'm talking about his, his instructions for living, the, the, all of scripture, you know? How do we know God's scriptures? What's important to him? Pretty simple, really. But this is a step that, that sometimes we don't necessarily always take or, or make this a habit in our lives by being intimately familiar with God's word, with the Bible. I'll, I'll say this straight. We'll only ever discern if Holy Spirit's actually speaking to us if we know who God is, what He loves, and what He prioritizes. Yeah? You agree with that? That's the only way we'll be able to discern if Holy Spirit is speaking to us or if we're actually being led by our own feelings or desires or even other spirits altogether. I remember chatting with one pastor a long time ago who was telling me about a recent counselling session that he'd had where he was talking with someone who was thinking about ending his marriage. Why? My pastor friend asked. Well, pretty simple really. He'd fallen out of love with his wife. He was having an affair with another Christian woman. I know there's quite a few issues in what I've just said. (laughs) Anyway, this this man said something to the effect of this to my pastor friend. He said... Well, I just believe God's okay with what I'm doing. My wife and I haven't loved each other for a very long time. We're no good for each other. I feel like God's leading me to take this path. Now, my pastor friend, kudos to him. He was straight and he was firm with the man. And he said to him, he said, That's not Holy Spirit leading you. That's your lustful flesh leading you. God would never lead you down a path of sin. And that's the path that you're currently walking. Whew. Tragically, this man, he refused to listen to wise counsel. He, he made that choice that we all have. He made that choice to not side with the spirit, but to actually side with his flesh. And now, as a result, he has next to no quality of relationship with his family, with his children, and even their grandchildren. They want nothing to do with him. It's an absolute tragedy. Now, why am I telling you this story? Well, here's why. If we don't know what is actually good, what is actually true, we will never, ever, ever be able to accurately discern if what we're hearing or what we're feeling at any given time is true or good. Yeah? It's as simple as that. If we don't invest and position ourselves to grow as people who, who love and regularly have a desire to regularly consume god's word we're super likely to be easily led astray by our own sinful desires and other spirits sent by satan to derail us like this man he had a mixture of both no no doubt about that there was deception there there was lust there there were all sorts of things going on but we can get in real trouble you know if we fail to, when we think Holy Spirit might actually be speaking to us and saying something to us and guiding us down a certain path, if we fail to come back to God's Word to see if what we're hearing or what we're feeling actually lines up with the truth, we're going to get in very, very, very big trouble very, very quickly. Mm. I'll say it again. Too many churches, too many Christians miss this often with disastrous consequences. Disastrous consequences. Holy Spirit will never, ever, 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 ever tell you to do anything that is contrary to the written word of God. Not ever. God is truth. He cannot lie. There is no deception in him. Holy Spirit will never, ever, ever, ever tell you to do anything contrary to his written word. He just won't do that. He never will. He's never, ever going to give his blessing on us walking down a pathway of sin that ultimately will end in death. If we don't know the nature and character and priorities of God, we, we really do. We run the risk of being misled, don't we? deceived, misled by our own sinful desires, and also other spirits. Because who knows? We live in a a physical world, but we also live in a spiritual world. There's a lot of stuff going on out there that we do not see. And at this point in time, Satan has a whole lot of play over a lot of that unseen stuff that we don't see. We've got to be aware of that. Just because we can't Just because you can't see something doesn't mean it doesn't exist. You know, we've run the risk of being led astray by our own sinful desires and by spirits that are sent by Satan to steal, to kill, to destroy you and me. And God's word is key to, to knowing God and identifying any other spirits that are trying to influence and derail us and also is key to developing sensitivity to Holy Spirit's voice. Friends, yeah, that's right. Speaking in tongues. Friends, let's be sure that we are on that right path, that path where we're siding with Holy Spirit that these three foundations, these three crucial building blocks, that we would embrace them. Because if we do, we're actually putting ourselves in a place where we're going to actually be able to hear from God because we're walking in step with him. And also, we'll be in a place where we'll be able to better discern if the, the thought, if the sense... If the word from someone else is actually from God of the spirit or of another spirit altogether or our own evil desires or misguided thinking, you know, like really. Let me ask you today. Are you siding with God in life or are you siding with your flesh? Are you walking with God and joining with Holy Spirit to Break patterns of habitual sin in your life. Are you setting your mind not on the things of this world, not on the things of the flesh, but setting your mind on God and knowing him and what he says is good and true and pleasing through consuming his word? We're going to continue our series next week. And for now, I just want to pray for each of us. For every single one of us in the room today for those of us watching online as well i just want to pray for us that that we would have kind of like maybe for some of us we need that line in the sand moment you know that today is the day where we say you know what i have i know that i haven't been fully obedient to the lord i know that i've been trying to have a bit of both worlds and i know it's not right i know that's not god's best for me maybe today for you This is the Spirit actually calling you to take a step of faith and say, trust me, walk in step with me. I want to walk with you. Stop living for that. Live for me and let's do this life together. Maybe that's your choice today. Maybe today it's a simple step forward of faith and obedience to the Spirit in your life. I'm going to pray that each of us, that we'd humbly approach Holy Spirit, that we'd allow him to develop these firm foundations in our hearts and lives in order that we might better follow God, that we might better position ourselves so we can actually hear from Holy Spirit and that through those things that we'd actually be able to develop greater sensitivity to Holy Spirit's voice too, to hear his and tune out from all the rest. Amen. Let's pray for that this morning. Yeah, Holy Spirit, we are just in awe of you. We thank you, Holy Spirit, that there is always grace in Christ, that there is always new mercies every morning. God, even as we've we've reflected on some pretty hard-hitting truths that are true and they're the steps that lead to life, ultimately, God, we pray that you would just come around each and every one of us for those of us who are like, man, I know I've just been walking in the flesh for too long now. God, would you just come around us and may we have a sense of your forgiveness. May we have a sense of your grace. May we even have like a, like a visual or a sense of you with a hand outstretched to us, beckoning us to simply come and walk with you, God. Thank you that your mercies are new every day. And that if we continue, if we choose even in this moment to realign ourselves and realign our hearts with you, that you will take us forward in peace and life. And we thank you for that. And God, I, I, I pray also, God, that you would do that work of planting these firm foundations deep within our hearts. But not only that, God, we pray that you would do the work and we would join with you in this work. Lord, it's not all on you, Holy Spirit. You do a lot of heavy lifting, and sometimes you do all of the heavy lifting in a miraculous moment. But the most part of the christian life is us partnering with you aligning our will with you and so god we pray that you would guide us in putting our will in accordance with yours and walking with you putting to death the sin in our lives stripping off anything that would hinder us and stop us from walking forward with you so god then As we walk in step with you you would slowly but surely be changing us and taking us further and deeper and we would be experiencing more of the abundant life that you've won for us to enjoy and god we also pray that you would help us as we do those things that we would also be have the the spirit of the bereans like who just loved the word who checked day and night to see if what the apostle paul was saying was true Lord, that we would have that that heart of David. Oh, how I love your law, how I love your word. God, that that would be the heart that would develop even more in us, God. So then as we do that, not only would we encounter you through your written word, but we would understand who you are, your priorities, your character, the things that you say are good and pleasing and pure. And then we, in step with you, Holy Spirit, would chase after those things that we would jump on the bike, so to speak, with you and pedal away with those things, those things as our goal. Lord, we want to be people who are led by you, Holy Spirit. Would you lead us forward as we join with you in establishing these firm, solid, sure foundations in our lives so we can better be positioned to hear your voice and also discern if it's you speaking or our own sinful desires or even just our own natural desires that aren't necessarily sinful but just misguided or another spirit altogether. We want to be led by the Spirit and nothing else. Holy Spirit, would you do this work as we join with you in it and we give you all the glory. We pray this in Jesus' precious and mighty name. Amen.